I'm Daria Rose, and this is The Foodist Podcast, where real people use real food to get healthy and lose weight without dieting. Hello, and welcome to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. Today, I'm coaching Mindy, who called because she's been trying to lose the same five plus pounds or so for many years and has not been successful, but got really excited when she found my work and Summer Tomato and heard that maybe the better approach is to stop dieting. So she tried this and was really bummed when she actually started gaining a little bit of weight. Not a ton, but she's not. it's not moving in the direction that she had hoped. And I know that this happens sometimes. Maybe it's happened to you where you, you really like the idea of the things I talk about here on the podcast and at Summer Tomato, but when you try to put it into practice, it sort of backfires and doesn't really work. So Mindy called because she wanted to know if, you know, she wanted to give me one more chance to explain myself and see if she should give up and go back to dieting or if there was something else she could try because she really feels like she's at her wits end and doesn't, she just doesn't see an alternative. She feels very, very stuck. So if this is something that you've struggled with where you really can't see how you can stop dieting and still have success, like if that just sounds like something that is totally impossible for you, definitely listen to this because Mindy is there. She's like really, really stuck and doesn't see the alternatives and and actually it is that that's the problem is that she can't see the alternatives and so she doesn't know which way to turn. So we walk through why she's stuck there what is actually going on, because that's not clear at the beginning either, and what she can do to reframe her situation, get around what's blocking her, and actually start making actions and behaviors and habits in a direction that is actually going to get her to see success. And, you know, what's interesting is like the, the, what she proposes is, you know, it's either dieting or nothing. But the reality is that she has to solve this problem no matter what, because She's not going to have six as long as she struggles with what she's struggling with here. She's not going to have success dieting either. Because I mean, as she explains at the beginning of the show, she spent eight years or so <laughs> dieting unsuccessfully. So that this is the problem, right? You're in a rock in a hard place, and the dieting doesn't work because you can't stick with it forever. And but you're still not finding success with the not dieting route. This is going to help you see how to think through that problem so that you can move past it and actually get the success you need and solve the problem regardless, because that's the ultimate goal. So give it a listen, enjoy Mindy's story and enjoy. Hi, Mindy. Welcome to the show. Hi, Doria. Thanks for having me. How can I help you today? Well, I am 37 years old. And ever since I turned about 30, my weight has started creeping up. Um, And when I finally got serious about losing the five pounds or so um, a couple years ago, I started counting calories. Um, And I did that for quite a while, but the number on the scale just really didn't budge at all. Um, So a year or so ago, I found Summer Tomato and started reading um, and listening to the podcast. And it all sounded great, so I decided to give up dieting. But the problem is, since then, I've only gained, like, a few more pounds. So now I'm up to about eight pounds that I'd really like to lose, which doesn't sound like a lot, but I'm frustrated because I can't figure out how to do it, Mm -hmm. no matter what I try to do. 
it just doesn't work. So I'm asking you for your help uh, to figure out how to do that before I give up and try dieting again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, great, great. It, that's uh, it's great. I know that a lot of people have that have that concern. So it's, it'll be great to talk this through. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what you've tried? So it's interesting that you tried counting calories and that didn't do anything. I used my fitness pal and counted everything I put in my mouth for like three months straight. And I never hit my calorie uh, goal um, or I would maybe a couple days out of the week but I never did consistently. You mean like the max or the... Like I never got it under budget. Okay, okay. Or very rarely. Okay. And then the days when I didn't, it was like I like tripled it. Hmm. So overall, it, it didn't do anything. Okay, so it's not a mystery why it didn't do anything. No, not really. You, you just mean, couldn't do it. More, Yeah, I just ate way more than like 1,200 calories. Right, because you're normal. Right. Right. <laughs> 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 Okay, so you tried counting calories and you really couldn't. So that didn't work. And so you're like, I want to do a Darius and not do anything. Right. <laughs> I'm just gonna eat what I like. But I like everything. And I like lots of it. So so that's not working either. So okay. So also not too super surprising. So why don't you tell me a little bit about how you eat and, and how active you are and give me a sense of sort of where you feel like you stand as a healthy person. For the most part, I like what you'd call real food. I mean, I, you know, I make my own granola and I like vegetables and, and rice. And, you know, for the most part, my meals are healthy as far as what I'm eating. As far as activity, I, I do wear a watch, a pedometer, and I average about 8,000 steps on weekdays, okay. which is when I wear it. I think the... My unhealthy habits are that I know that I stress eat, but it's such an intractable habit that I've wondered if there's something else I can do to just compensate for that because I haven't been able to make any headway with that. So that's probably what we can talk about. I see. So, okay. So you, you do enjoy real food. I do. And you cook a lot, correct? I do. Mm -hmm. So that's all great. Those are amazing habits. You're... Mm -hmm moderately active you, you walk do you do any other sort of exercise i jog every morning okay and i really enjoy it okay so part of your steps is you, you do like seven days a week or five days a week or uh i jog five days a week and how long do you run for uh 30 minutes okay cool so you're you're active yeah but you you stress eat what do you mean by that so i have four kids and i homeschool <laughs> you got your hands so. full <laughs> Wow. Okay. So I have a house full of kids all the time and they never go anywhere else, which is great. I'm so happy with my life and I wouldn't choose any other thing. And I love that I have kids and I love that I can homeschool them. But it, my house is never quiet. Mm -hmm. And and so I eat every single meal with my kids, like breakfast, lunch, dinner mm -hmm. every day, which is great for my relationship with my kids mostly, but, um, like I tried the mindful meal challenge thinking, Oh, if I just slow down and think about what I eat, I will eat less. But it just, it was like a miserable failure because cause you have I four kids sitting there. I like, kids, like yeah, yeah, like all talking at once. And so mindful eating, <laughs> to, to, um, 
didn't seem like it worked well for me. So I think, so I think I stress eat in two kind of ways. One is, is just kind of overeating at regular meals. So I'm eating normal, good food, but just too much of it. Cause I just keep eating when I should be done. And I think a lot of that is just, there's just chaos around me. Okay. I was going to ask like, what does that feel like? Like, do you, do you know you're over, are you like, I'm not hungry, but I'm still eating or like, how does that, how does that play out? in? sometimes it is. Yeah. Like I'm like, I don't want to get up from this table and like face what I have to do next. Or sometimes the kids will finish and go away from the table. And so then I want to keep eating because then I'm in my own private place. Break. Yeah. 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 So you're almost like procrastinating. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's very common. Like if I have to get up, I have to make them do the dishes and then I have to do this and this. So, but this food tastes so good. So I'm just going to keep eating. That's some of it. I usually pack lunches every day, even though we're at home. And so I have a lunch box. So that really helps when I eat my box and then my box is empty, then I'm done and it feels satisfying. Mm -hmm. Because you make that decision in a a cold, non-triggered state. Right, right. Right, the night before. And it's a balanced meal and it's something I'm happy about. Um, And then I can see that the box is empty and I'm done. Right. Good strategy. Dinner. It's just kind of open-ended. I could just keep eating. Or like Saturday morning breakfast or Sunday morning breakfast. I keep eating. Mm -hmm. So that's part of it. And then the other way that I stress eat is more binging, which is usually in the evening when it happens. I can trace this back to like my oldest is 12 years old. When I was a new mom and uh, he would um, go down for a nap in the afternoon. And so, you know, he's little. And so I have to watch him every minute mm-hmm. of the day. And so then when he would go down for a nap, I would kind of exhale and I would sit down and it would be time for me to have an afternoon snack. And so I would sit down and eat my snack. And so I think that connected food with like finally relaxing. Mm. Did you overeat then? Is that when it started? Not really. I mean, certainly not at first. I would, I've always had an afternoon snack like my whole life because it's a long time between lunch and dinner. Yeah. And also you were probably breastfeeding and like burning a zillion calories. Right. right exactly. Yeah. <laughs> totally skinny. <laughs> um, so yeah. And so it just, I think it just connected um, food and relief, like relaxing, it was kind of clocking out. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and then I think as he got older, like as he got to be like a toddler or like starting to actually eat food, like there are certain foods that are fine, but I didn't want him to eat yet because he was so little, like sugary things or, or just things that we hadn't introduced yet. Okay. And so I would eat those during his nap time. And so then it turned into like... Ooh, forbidden fruits. Right, right. Okay. So that that time of day, that relaxation period became almost a trigger for you to, one, take advantage of being able to relax and eat and do a little bit of, you know, it's almost like self-care, you know, like downtime, relaxation, eating. But it almost became... And then it became this other thing where you have this opportunity to do something you can't normally do, which makes it kind of exciting. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. I can see how this, this habit could form. (laughs) Yeah. And so now 
you know, fast forward 10 years and I have four kids and there's, and I have more responsibility. I mean, they, they do keep themselves alive pretty well now, but, um, you know, I'm teaching them all day and yeah, you have a lot on your plate at the end of the day. I'm just so ready to clock out. And I think a lot of it is that I'm so responsible all day. I'm the mom. I'm making good decisions. I'm teaching them how to read. I'm being very responsible. Yeah, all of and, the willpower. Right. And then <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like being my mom, like always doing the right thing. And then at eight o'clock or whenever, you know, they go to bed and I'm like, I just want to act like an idiotic <laughs> little kid and like eat half a cake because I'm so tired of being responsible adult. Yeah, that all makes a lot of sense. That <laughs> is not insane. Tell me then what so what do you eat? Do you eat half a cake? Like what do you what do you binge on? It's and how often does it happen? Known to happen. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um yeah, the things that would probably make my mom like have a heart attack if she knew like We should get her to come over and school you while you're schooling I, them. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, she has to be the mom at night because I can't be the mom. <laughs> like, I'm done <laughs> like, momming. No, Mindy, you can't take half a cake to bed with you. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, brush your teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I binge, it's usually sweets, okay. like um, cake, cookies. And so, you know, I don't keep that stuff in the house unless it's in the house, like because, you know, grandma... Yeah, my the other grandma sent it over with the kids or or for whatever reason this is birthday month so we have cake all over the place right now <laughs> birthday month yeah well both of my daughters ah. have birthdays this week so oh snap it's a lot of cake <laughs> ah, so you're like this is this is real this is happening tonight <laughs> right <laughs> got it got it <laughs> all right so cake uh sweets they yeah. so ha- i mean whether you keep it in your house or not, or not, how often is this happening? Pretty regularly. Um, like how many times a week? <laughs> I want to be in denial and say... To be honest, this is actually really important. I mean, there's there's minor binging and there's major binging. Like, I don't bring half a cake to bed with me every night. That's only like, you know, once every couple weeks, maybe. But you know, getting several cookies or something. I mean, that would be probably three times, maybe three or four times a week. Okay. Or even just getting something sweet at night that I don't need. Like, even if I'm not eating like 4,000 calories, it's just something, something that I'm not even hungry for several times a week. Okay. So pretty, pretty regularly. Yeah. And pretty high caloric. Yeah, it's always sugary. For sitting. Baked. Yeah. Yeah, sugar plus flour plus fat. Right. All the good stuff. It's a lot of calories. Right. Yeah, cookies, oh gosh, you know, they're like, they look so small and cute. They're like 80 mm. calories each. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> well, and then you have like a whole stack of them. Right, and then you have seven and, and you're like, well, there is an extra meal. There, you know, there are five, 600 calories a day for five days a week let's say <laughs> then but the you... thing is then I feel better like momentarily you know if, uh, then I feel oh, I got the rush of dopamine or whatever and yeah feel... you were looking for relief yeah 
And I'm like, oh, now I'm not the mom, you know, now I'm just a regular person who likes cookies. Right, because you don't get that anywhere else. Right. I can see why you don't want to give it up. Right. So that's why I'm thinking, maybe I can just, you know, do more steps during the day or something. Yeah, the problem with that strategy is <laughs> I, that you're talking about like four or 5,000 calories a week minimum. Right. And, and unless you're, unless you're going to become an endurance athlete, right. <laughs> that's not <laughs> probably something you're going to be burning off. And I feel gross. I mean, the next morning I have a stomach ache. Right. So you don't actually feel cake better. Cake. Right. I mean, I do in the moment, which is why it, like, reward, it's rewarding. Right. I keep doing it. Right. But then I feel pudgy and gross. And I feel, like, out of control. Like, if there's cake in the house, it's like I'm not in control of my life. Right. Or my choices. And I don't like that. Yeah. Now, that's a horrible feeling. Mm. That, is, that is the trick that dopamine plays on your brain. Because yeah. it makes you think that you really want to this thing really, 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 really bad, like really mm-hmm. bad. And if you just have it, everything will be fine. And then uh-huh. in the moment, you don't actually even really enjoy it because it's like this frantic need for relief. Uh-huh. Like you're like racing down a hill or something. Or, yeah. And, you know, there's, there's certainly you do feel the relief. That is a real feeling. Mm-hmm. But it's an out of control feeling like a falling right. feeling. Yeah. And yeah. then later you're like, gosh, damn it. Why did I do that? <laughs> like now I feel terrible. I barely got any, like I got the relief, but I didn't really get pleasure out of it. Uh huh. And, and now I have all these other issues. Like I don't, I have a stomach ache. I have a headache. I don't, I don't fit in my pants. Mm-hmm. I'm embarrassed. Right. Like there's this. Right. I have to take the empty cake pan back downstairs. Yeah, like there's all of the shame. <laughs> uh, so it's it's this. Yeah, I mean that's that's the typical pattern of sort of impulsively being driven by your dopamine mm. pathways for a specific need that your brain is telling you is really important. Mm-hmm. And part of its trigger. You know, like you like you acknowledged that you don't have the downtime. And so when you get the downtime, it's like this opportunity. And so mm. your brain doesn't know what else to do. Like there's no other option right now. It's like downtime, eat. Like yeah. do be do all the fun, do all the fun, eat all the things. Like uh-huh. what else do you have at this point? Yeah, but it, it like spills out into other things, like eating something that I can do even if the kids are around. So you know, I can cope with stress when they are around by eating, but then when they're not around, then I cope with that by eating. <laughs> right, right. It's like the the vice that works in all circumstances. How 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 generous of it. <laughs> right, but what I'm what I'm getting at though is that you don't have another outlet. Yeah, and you need one. Mm. Because as long as you don't have another one, it's always going to be there. Yeah. And so you can try to try another diet, but I would bet money on how long it's going to last. Right. So this is your only outlet. Mm-hmm. And you already told me you tried calorie counting before and it didn't even work. Yeah. And it wasn't fun either. All right. That also sucks. Because <laughs> I'm never going to sit here and tell you not to eat cake. Because I love cake. And well, yeah. 
Maybe, I don't know if I love cake. Cake's maybe not my vice of choice, but um, <laughs> sometimes I love cake. But I loved, I love indulgent food, and I want you to have it. And as long as you tell yourself you can't have it, that's not going to serve you any better. You're going to end up in the exact same pattern as well. So that's mm-hmm. not a solution, especially if you can't even do it now. <laughs> You're not even trying to not do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so trying to not do it is just going to make it worse. Uh huh. In my experience. So, shoot. <laughs> Do you see the 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 conundrum? I do. I mean, it's like the the emotional one. Yeah, I'm. I come to a place daily where I'm tired physically and especially mentally. I'm st- stressed. You know, just built up stress from the morning of working. And in that moment, I don't care about long-term goals. I don't care, you know, that I'd like to lose eight pounds. I just care that I feel stressed right now and I want to feel better right now. And there's a piece of cake here. And you only have one path to do that right now. Yeah. Well, it's the sure, it's the sure path. I know if I eat the cake, I will feel better. For a minute. Yeah. You'll get the relief, but you won't really feel better. Right. And you definitely won't feel better in the morning. No. <laughs> and, and future you is actually important too. Right. But in that, like, I feel like my choices, I could, in this moment, I, I feel stressed. I could do this and feel better. Or I could not do this, like, for the next 300 times that I want to. And then I'll be happy because I'll look in the mirror and, and like, how I look or whatever. Or, like, how my pants fit. Right. That's the dieting mindset. That's not much of a choice. Yeah. That's the dieting mindset. That doesn't work either. Is there a possible third path we could find? (laughs) That's the question. I mean, let's talk about what the real issue is here. The issue isn't that you're hungry. Right. The issue isn't even that you're eating sweets. I mean, you're only five, eight, 10 pounds overweight. Right. I don't even know if that's true. I I can't see you, but that's not, it's not a health threat. Right. Which is why I can't talk to people in my real life about it because nobody feels bad for me. You know? <laughs> because I know I'm not overweight. Right. But I also know this is a gross habit. Right, right. And that if life was fair, I would be fat because this is a really gross habit. Right. So that's not going to motivate you. And it doesn't solve the issue, which is that like, you're really, like you said, you're really lucky. You don't have to give up sweets. Like if you mm. just stopped binging on sweets, mm. you'd probably lose 15 pounds. <laughs> I did. But I can't imagine a life where I don't. <laughs> right. That's the problem. Because right now you, it's giving you something you desperately need and you don't have another answer for that. Right. Sometimes I feel like I should just be glad it's cake and not like heroin or something because true to true that (laughs) have this country because I feel like it's doing the same thing that that's true. That's 100 percent true. So maybe I should just be glad. (laughs) (laughs) And that's an option. I mean, you definitely have the option to just say, you know what? My kids are only going to be this age for X number Mm. of years. Mm. It's really a lot. And this is maybe the least harmful way I could deal with that. Mm. That is an option. Yeah. Dieting is not really an option because it's not, you're not going to do it. I can guarantee you that. (laughs) 
But I think there is a third option. And what is the third option? Take a shot at it. So when I was thinking about this, I was thinking my weight right now is the highest it's been since I was first married. Um, in my early 20s, I you know, had even grosser habits and, and was heavier. Um, but then when we got when I first got married, I stepped on a scale and went, whoa. And, and so lost about 10 pounds um, by just eating less and exercising and stuff. And so then I was at like a happy weight. Um, and then I started having babies. And so I had four pregnancies. And after the pregnancies, I would lose all of the weight, you know, and then get pregnant again and then lose the weight and then pregnant again. And so right now I'm at the highest weight I've been besides being pregnant. And I've thought, well, why is that? Why is it that between pregnancies, I did lose the weight. And like you said, I was breastfeeding and I had a baby in my hands all the time. Mm -hmm. And so my hands were full, which is part of it. And I didn't binge at night, even after a stressful day, because I wonder if a lot of it is because the last thing I would do in the evening is nurse my baby, which is physically relaxing. Like it releases all the endorphin or whatever it releases. Yeah, oxytocin and, then I, and endorphins. Right, and, then I, and... and it slows me down. Like I'm not rushing around or in a panic. I'm, I have to sit and relax physically. And so I thought, well, maybe that's it. And then I thought maybe... I could start drinking tea and it would. Maybe I could just start doing shots of tequila. Maybe I just start drinking. <laughs> well, no, I was thinking a little healthier. <laughs> I started drinking tea because it, it would keep my hands full mm-hmm. and it's physically soothing. It is. Like it's I, warm. I've, I've thought about like, well, I could read a book or something, but it's not, it's not the same as something that's physically soothing, like a warm cookie or something. Yeah. Reading a book is still work, even if you really, really enjoy it for the most part, because it takes some mental energy. Right. Exactly. So you have to sort of get cozy first. And then if you want to read a book, then you can think about it, but you need to soothe first. Yes. Yeah. Somebody needs to swaddle you and like turn you on your side and (laughs) jiggle you and do the five S's. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> so you thought about the tea. Yeah, I've thought about tea. But I guess it doesn't typically win in the face of cake. No. Like I would have to like find some tea, which I think is like in a dusty corner somewhere. It's probably stale. Then I have to boil some water, which might involve standing in the kitchen where all my kids are circulating when I just want to run away. So I haven't done the tea thing yet. Okay, but I like where you're going with this. Sometimes I thought, well, maybe I should take a bath in the afternoon. Like it's warm, soothing, but it that takes time and you can't always, you know, if the kids aren't in bed yet, I can't just go off and take a bath. Right. But again, you're on the right track. But tea, people drink tea socially or alone. <laughs> that's that's so. true. Maybe you could buy some new tea. I I could. You probably should anyway. Honestly, <laughs> if you don't know where it is, that's not a good sign. It doesn't last that long. Right. <laughs> it's not even that expensive. Maybe that could be a solution, like setting setting myself up that 
getting a cup of tea is easy. Like it's out. I feel like you need five more of these. I you know, like I like tea is one option. It might work, and you should definitely try it. I think, and and I agree. Like the way you try it is not by waiting until you're stressed and saying, "All oh, right, I'm supposed to have tea." Daria said so. Mm. Like it's doing it next time. You know, thinking, putting it on your shopping list, and next time you go to the grocery store, get something that sounds really good, and uh-huh. you know, reminds you of something cozy, and so that you have it, and you're excited about it, and you're excited to try it. And I'd get I'd try to think of a bunch more of those like things like little things you can do that you don't have to. And by the way, this doesn't have to be tea or cake. Just do the tea first and then see how you feel, because what we want to do is we want to deescalate the trigger because that is actually what's pushing. You don't want to binge on cake. No, not really. Not really. Well, no, you want the relief. Uh-huh. And that's that's important for you to internalize. Uh-huh. And right now it's it's not clear to you that that's the case because you've only ever gotten relief from binging on cake. Uh-huh. But when you think about logistically what's going on in your brain, your brain isn't stressed like cake isn't the solution to stress. <laughs> it's just your solution to stress. It's not the <laughs> biological solution to stress, right? There's lots of other ways to de-stress. You're not starving. If you were starving, we'd have a different discussion about how to be less starving mm. before you have <laughs> sit down with a cake in front of you, <laughs> because that's a problem that dieters have, right? Like I talk to dieters and coach them, and that's often their problem is they're actually starving by the time they sit down to eat, and so they overeat. But that's right. not your situation. Your situation is you're doing great. You're eating good food. You're physically active. You just have mm. a really stressful and demanding life that takes a lot out of you and you don't have any other way to rejuvenate your energy and give yourself a break. And until you have that, you're going to keep doing the only thing, you know, Uh I mean, you see, you see like, you know, like on Pinterest or something, a hundred things to do besides eating a snack out of your fridge. And like so many of them are just impractical. I mean, most of them are impractical for me. Like, go for a walk. Well, I can't go for a walk and, you know, and like leave my kids and, um, or like paint your nails. Like my kid is climbing on my face right now. I can't do that. Right. So, right. So a lot of this, it has to be, so those lists are great. (laughs) (laughs) They're not like super helpful because you need to think about your own issue. Uh Right. This is not just like trying to think of ways to distract yourself. Mm-hmm. This because this isn't about distraction. That's not going to work. This is about relaxation. Uh huh. And maybe that means. I mean, have you ever tried any breathing exercises? Not really, or not recently. It's hard to breathe when it's so chaotic and noisy around. Yeah, absolutely. But there's um, there's like two minute ones. You could like go to the bathroom, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, and like yeah, just like sit for like a minute and you know like there's actually my <laughs> i'm a little biased my husband's building a an app to do this right now um but there's like like little breathing exercises you can do that you can literally do in like less than five minutes like mm. less than three minutes if you want for some of them and uh-huh. you know it's just a little thing you know it's not necessarily your solution for like your entire day of stress uh-huh. but 
you know, it can de-escalate you a little bit. So maybe you add that to a cup of tea or you wash your face or, you know, or you, I mean, even if you baked your own cookies, like maybe the process of baking, you know, just something that felt, I mean, for some people, baking is relaxing. For me, it's stressful, but um, it's just something that is de-escalating for you. Uh-huh. But I don't know, I don't, you know, I don't know you that well. So I don't know what those things could be. But if I were you, I would come up with like half a dozen or 10 little things and just try them and see what happens. Hmm. You sound so skeptical. I, I, I am skeptical. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, 10 years ago, before this was such an entrenched habit, I could eat, you know, a batch of cookies and it, it didn't really affect anything but it's the reason it's come to my attention is because I'm you know my clothes are all tight now and I'm eight pounds heavier than I want to be and so I think I'm thinking of this as like I want to lose weight so I have to stop eating the cake to lose weight but then it takes so long to lose the weight that I lose my motivation I'm like oh I might as well just eat the cake yes that's all true right so if I I can just see myself like having a cup of tea or doing breathing exercises, not eating the cake because I did that. And then next time I get on the scale and it hasn't moved, then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to eat all the cake because I'm mad that that didn't work. Mm. Right. So you're still focused on the weight loss goal. Yeah. I mean, if I could, like you said, if I could, you know, de-stress with cake and cookies and it didn't affect my weight or my health, really, then it wouldn't be a problem or I wouldn't see it as a problem. Right. And you can do that. That's an option. Right. But the reason I see it as a problem is because I'm pudgy. And what I see as a problem is that you're not adequately giving yourself downtime. Mm. And so that the only downtime in your life is binging on sweets. I don't see that you have any other, I, like the, the reality is you don't, you cannot not give yourself downtime. Yeah. That's non-negotiable. Your, your brain needs it, mm. as you know, because if you try to override it, it says, uh-uh. Right. So I am of the belief that if you can find an alternative to solve that problem, the weight stuff will, like, like we'll talk about the weight stuff at that point. You know uh-huh. what I mean? But like, yeah, mm. you, like, it's not like I would bet money that it would solve it. Mm. Maybe not all the way down to whatever perfect size zero you want to be or whatever but it's yeah it's not super fast because it's not a diet but you're not going to be able to diet for this exact reason so you have to solve this regardless i think i have been in denial about that too or i feel guilty about it the risk of being a cliche mom guilt like i i love my kids and i i love that i can homeschool it's my it's the choice that i have made and i would make and i love that i can do this and so I guess I feel like, well, I'm doing what I love, so why would I be so stressed? Because it's a lot. It's not, yeah, it's not like I'm doing a job that I don't like. I do like it. Right, that has nothing to do with being overworked, though. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. love the work you do. You still need a break. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah, and maybe that is the issue. Maybe maybe it's it's hard for you to acknowledge that you need a break because you believe you love this and you do love it. And that doesn't mean but needing a break doesn't mean you don't love it. Mm-hmm. It just means you're human. And it's hard to accept that as a mom too. Yeah. I don't even know what to replace cake with. Like what would 
de-stress me. And that is why you can't do it. Yeah. (laughs) You have no idea what that looks like. And you're so desperate for that break that you wish you could keep binging, even though it makes you feel like crap, Uh so that you can still have that break. Yeah. Because not doing it is impossible. I just brainstorm different things and and tried different things. That's what I would do. I mean, there. What's cool about the universe, especially the internet, is there are so many creative people on there that have solved this problem already. Mm. I mean, I have friends that are like really into like adult coloring books. Do you know about this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have some at our house, actually. They swear by them, and it's a similar. It's this is why. Yeah. You can turn off your brain, do something creative, and rejuvenate your energy. It doesn't need to be a. 30 minute sit down meditation. It doesn't need to be a walk around the block. It doesn't need to be like some yoga, 90 minute yoga class. Like it doesn't have to be what anyone else tells you it has to be. It just has to be something that takes your brain and turns it off for a minute and makes you feel like a human again so that you have the energy to treat your body well and get back to your kids. Uh huh. Yeah. I actually really like uh, jigsaw puzzles, hmm. which, um, some people think that sounds like hell, but <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> and I haven't been able to do them for years because, you know, if you have toddlers in the house, you can't have a jigsaw puzzle going. But lately I've realized yeah, I can do that. And hmm. so if I have one going, like it, that's kind of like the adult coloring book thing. It's yes. Just a zen, mindless, pretty picture. Yeah. I'll put that on my list. Great. Good job. It also feels indulgent. Like maybe that sounds silly, but to do a puzzle just feels indulgent because I couldn't do that for so long. That's even better. You deserve to treat yourself to a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds silly, but it's totally true. Like that's a great frame to to see this yeah. as. You like you have like you haven't had you're doing everything. Yeah. Yeah, I think a jigsaw puzzle like feels indulgent because it's not productive at all. Like, <laughs> so you get it done, like big deal. It, it didn't, it didn't accomplish anything, but it was really relaxing while I was doing it. Yeah, and everybody has their own thing. Like, I cannot stand television, but I love Nintendo. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, and it's yeah. the same sort of thing. It's like my brand of pointless. Yeah. I think that gets back to what I was saying about like, I'm so responsible all day. I'm the mom who's making sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to do. Exactly. And then I just want to act like a college kid who like ate the whole cake irresponsibly. <laughs> yes, this is, this is great. And I, good job. I'm being creative and thinking of something to do. Keep doing it. There might be more and you might want to mix it up throughout the week. You know, if you just do puzzles, every, you know, I imagine after like four months, straight of puzzles that <laughs> might get old, get but, <laughs> you know, but you know, the, like things like that mm. are really important. The other part that is going to be important for you, I can tell <laughs> just by how you talked about it is this is not about just not eating cake. Uh-huh. This isn't a distraction from cake. Does that make sense? It's about treating myself to yes. a break. And you can still have cake after <laughs> I mean, I don't want you not eating any cake. Uh huh. That's not going to get you where you want to be. It's it's going to backfire. Yeah, I even tried. Like, I think I it was on one of the podcasts of yours that I listened to, and you asked if somebody was eating like some form of indulgent food like all the time, and you asked them what 
in a perfect world, how, how much would you want to eat this food? And they said, you know, only on XYZ occasions. And so I thought, yeah, dessert should be like a special occasion. I should only eat dessert like if it's someone's birthday that I care about or it's Christmas or something. But then that didn't work at all because today is not someone's birthday, but I want cake today. Right, because you're stressed. Right. That was over, that's overruling that for you right now. And that's sort of, and, and by the way, once you start learning how to treat your stress appropriately and recognizing, recognizing it as stress, you will be able to recognize the difference between wanting cake to celebrate and wanting cake for stress. Mm. That probably sounds insane to you right now because you probably can't imagine <laughs> that difference. It, it is kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> There's a but, difference. Yes. And, and, and you can feel it. Once, but you, you have to, it's like a, it's a, it's like a sixth sense that you have to educate your brain, kind of like you have to educate your palate if you want to like learn to be a wine taster or something, you know, it's like to everyone else, it just tastes like red wine, but to certain people who have trained their, themselves to pay attention to certain things, this obviously is from the new world and this is obviously from the old world, but, mm. but, um, your triggers and your desires for things are similar. Like the telling the difference between a true desire and like an impulse mm. feels really hard when you're strongly driven by impulses still. Mm. But when you learn the tricks on how to like turn those knobs down, tricks like self-soothing with tea, jigsaw puzzles, mm -hmm. baths, books, walks, meditation, whatever people do to do that, mm -hmm. it suddenly becomes obvious to you for your own tastes what and, and you know what? <laughs> like sometimes it'll be fine. You'll be like on your worst days when like you're homeschooling and like every single kid has a meltdown and one poops himself. <laughs> like have the freaking cake. It's fine. But you know what I mean? Like but like you don't what you don't want is for that to be every day. Right. Right. And and you want to be able to tell the difference. You wanna if you're gonna stress eat, you wanna make it a conscious choice. Like I want to stress eat right now. Like I don't like you know, but mm -hmm. like you don't, what you want is for that to just happen less often. Right. And the way for that to happen is you need other ways to like blow off that steam. Well, something else I've wondered is that like, man, do I have a full blown sugar addiction? I feel like just like any other addiction, my tolerance for it has gone way up, like that I can eat half a cake in a sitting. And, and so then I wonder, like, is it even possible? There's a new podcast out, uh, a recent one. I think I called it how to put theoretical health goals into practical habits or how to. Yeah, I think I just saw that. So listen to that episode because it is a woman named Anne who literally thought the same thing mm -hmm. about herself. That she had <laughs> and a sugar addiction? Has like come out the other side. Yeah. Oh. She thought it was like physically. She was like, I'm too far gone. <laughs> like I could never yeah. eat half a donut. That's like crazy <laughs> person talk. <laughs> It's only for Daria. She's like from another yeah. planet. <laughs> so listen to that episode. It's it, you can it, you're just confusing it in your head. You, you, you are not addicted to sugar in an irrevocable way. <laughs> I promise you that. OK, I'll listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> but she had the exact same thing. She And that's what she called in as a success story because she was like. I just can't even, she's like, this is so mind blowing to me because a year ago, I never went in a million years would have believed this was possible. And here I am. So yeah, I think, I mean, it's, if you still have that problem, 
<laughs> after you solve your stress eating issue. Call okay. back. <laughs> but I have a feeling that this is the real issue. Okay. How do you feel? Um, still skeptical, but <laughs> but I'm I'm willing to do some think some brainstorming and try something. I need to set myself up for to do other things, like not have the tea collecting dust in a far off cabinet somewhere. Yeah. Like have them ready to go. Yeah. So one of the things Anne says in this episode that I just told you to listen to is that you can intellectually understand why, you know, moralizing your food isn't good and why like focusing on the weight loss goal isn't a good strategy and it'll backfire Mm. and you'll binge later. And, but like, if you've never experienced anything different, it's impossible to believe that you could be that person. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she talks about is in the way she built up her confidence and let her, her, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not like one day you're, you don't believe this is possible. And then one day you're Superman, (laughs) Superwoman, and like have all this new found perspective and willpower out Mm -hmm. of nowhere. It's, it's that she said she built up a bank of positive experiences. Mm. So she went to this one event and actually was able to like eat normally and not like binge on something. And she couldn't believe it, but it was like, and it wasn't, didn't change everything, but it was one little thing that like put a little feather in her cap that said, you know what? Okay. Well, I can do that. If I can do that, maybe I can do this. And until over time, she built up to the point where she was like, I can totally throw away half a cupcake if it's not that good. I, I know. <laughs> the holy grail. And so that, like, when I'm encouraging you to, like, five, find five or six or ten things that you might be able to try, okay. this is why. Because mm. maybe it's not going to work every time. You know, maybe the tea won't work, but maybe the jigsaw puzzle will work. Uh-huh. Or maybe you need tea and a jigsaw puzzle. Mm. At the same time. <laughs> I don't know what your path uh-huh. looks like. But something in your brain at some point needs to click mm-hmm. and you need to experience that relief uh-huh. without a half a cake. So then someday I'll feel stressed and just automatically think, Oh, I need to go do a puzzle. I really want to do a puzzle right now. Well, you know what? The way it usually goes is more like, because you've, I mean, the reason you called is because you don't want to f- eat a cake, feel bad about it, feel your tight pants mm-hmm. all tight, you know, have a stomach ache the next day. Right. Like you get you you like the relief and you don't want to mm-hmm. give that up, but you are unhappy about every other right. thing about it. So, you know, it doesn't take much then to like if you just have one experience where you're like, I like feel better and I didn't eat a cake. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's just, you know, it doesn't you know, it might not be strong enough. Like I said, every time, like you might have real meltdown days with all the kids all melting Um, down at once. And, you know, maybe you're melting down too. And your husband's melting down. Maybe it's just like the whole thing. Just, just, it's not enough. It's not going to be enough, but just the, if you can just experience once that it's possible uh to get rid of like deep, like diffuse that stress without a binge, Mm. then you'll believe it's possible to do it again. Uh And even if it's not, per- even if it's not a perfect linear ascent to perfection, you'll start to build up that confidence and you'll start to know when it is enough and when it isn't enough. And, and, you know, maybe you'll 
after realizing that you like tea, maybe you'll get more into tea. Maybe you'll get into like fancy loose leaf teas, you know, and it'll become like a whole thing and you get all excited about it. And you start to ha- like join a tea group with some <laughs> friends or something. And like, you know what I mean? Like it, it takes on a life of its own and it's not, it's not like you're sitting there going like, I don't want cake. I just run, I'm like craving a jigsaw puzzle. It's more like you just evolve and you start to see, cause right now you you have a very narrow idea of how to get out of your problem. Uh huh. Your, your idea is magically find some other way to counteract the binge. Right. <laughs> Like, like literally, that's the email you sent me (laughs) to get on the show. You're like, is there any way I could keep binging and just not be fat? Like, that was the email. Um, And it's because you have a very narrow path, like, option set in front of you because you don't know anything else. Uh What happens when you start seeing alternatives is you can step back, get a little perspective, and say... Oh, you know, there's this other thing I can do. And once that happens, you have no idea what's down uh-huh. that path. It could be amazing. Or it could be just okay. And you might need to find another one. Uh huh. But you have no idea right, right now. So that's what you need to figure out is what that path looks like for you. But I guarantee you that there are solutions to, I mean, you have a, a massive workload. Not only are you raising your kids and feeding your kids, you're homeschooling them. You're with them all day. You don't have any personal downtime. I mean, I don't know if you're an introvert. I am. But I could I'm never an extreme do that. Like, <laughs> like that like wears on you. It doesn't matter how much you love yeah. those humans. And that's what's happening here. So and and but and, and, and like cake is one way to solve it. <laughs> but there's a lot of other ones, I guarantee you. And it's not, and cake is, by the way, is not making you the most happy. It's just the only thing you uh-huh. got right now. So does willpower have a place in this? Like in the next time I'm stressed, like, don't I have to use willpower to choose? I'm going to do this other thing. That's my habitual yeah. thing. Yeah. So that's true. So it is hard, especially when you're trying something new. Breaking a habit is hard. And it takes a little bit of willpower. This is when you want to use willpower. Yeah, I think this is what's hung me up too, is that I, I felt like the option is cake or not cake. And so then I'm like, well, how do you start a habit to not do something? Yeah, that's a, that's a false dichotomy. Yeah. So what I want you to do instead, and this is why I've been pushing you to think of alternatives, because I want you to think of something else you're kind of excited uh-huh. to try. Dusty tea is not no. exciting. But good tea in like a pretty cup would be exciting. Right. And a jigsaw puzzle you haven't been able to do in a half a decade is a yeah. good idea too. Or more than half yeah, a decade. Yeah, like a whole decade. A full decade. More than, yeah. <laughs> right. Like that's, so it's like, I guess that takes, like it takes willpower to pause. And this is why I encourage mindfulness mm-hmm. a lot because mindfulness helps you have that uh-huh. pause. But you just need to be able to recognize that today it's possible to just try something different and like i said don't tell yourself not this isn't about this isn't about not having cake this is about just trying something different if you do the jigsaw puzzle and you're like in 10 minutes and you're like you know what (laughs) screw this like just have your cake and try something new tomorrow (laughs) okay because it's not about not having cake it's about finding an alternative for your stress Mm. because that's going to be your ticket to all of this huh so if i tell myself i'm going to try this puzzle or whatever and if it's not happening then i'm gonna eat cake then 
like if I know I have that out, you you think that someday I'll not want the cake. I can't imagine not wanting the cake. <laughs> like if I know that's an option. Of course you like. Of course you can't imagine that right now. But like, what here's what happens is you start thinking like here's what you, in your mind you you can start comparing. I, so if the jigsaw puzzle isn't enough, if it's, it's if it's not indulgent enough, if it's not a, da- a break enough, then it's not doing its job. Okay. And the cake is going to win. Okay. But here's what happens when you find an alternative that solves a problem that doesn't have any of the bad side effects of the other thing that you're going to do. It looks, it starts looking like a bad deal to have the cake. And like, that's where I, like, that's where I am now. You know, it's like on my journey, I've been doing this for 15 years now. Uh huh. Like for me, I look at like having a really indulgent thing and like, it better be the best damn dessert. Yeah. Because I'm going to feel like crap, uh-huh. maybe, if it's, first of all, be- better quality desserts are going to make me feel better, just generally. But like, I don't want, like, to me, those negative side effects just aren't mm. worth it anymore. Mm. They used to be because I, did, I wasn't giving myself what I needed. And so it was worth those negative side effects for the relief. But when, when you already, when you can get the relief just as easily with something healthy that makes you feel good about yourself... Like the cake starts looking like not a good deal. Like it's not worth it. And that's where you want to be. So then that's the end of the willpower. Exactly. When it no longer feels worth it to like put yourself through that. You know, and then, and that's when you, that's like the sweet spot, right? Because that's when you're like, well, that cake doesn't look very good. But like that cake that from that bakery that I love that we're getting for my daughter on Mm. Saturday, like that's where I'm putting in my, Mm. (laughs) my calories. Like that's going to be worth it because it's amazing. It's her birthday. It's a Saturday. So we don't have to do, you know, it's like, it just, it makes a lot of sense to have cake that day. Uh And, and so it's like the decision becomes a no brainer. Mm. Mm. It's very hard to imagine. (laughs) (laughs) But I swear to you, (laughs) it is true. It it makes sense what you're saying that if if some alternative activity or or whatever is indulgent enough and is a treat enough then i've gotten my treat and my like de-stress and no side effects because like when you start thinking about it there's a lot of negative side effects to what you're doing oh yeah yeah that's why you called me right it does bother me right so that's still going to be there Uh and and when you realize you don't have to put up with that if you don't want to it's easy, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not promising it's easy, you know, but it is something that like, it's one of those things that for you, you're so stressed and you're so busy. You definitely have to think of this stuff ahead of time. If you wait until whatever the kids go to bed or snack time or whatever, if that's when you're making, Oh, should I, do I have tea? Right. No, (laughs) you're not going to win. So, you know, you're going to like, at some point you're going to have to like, think about your own self care. And make that a priority on your daily list of chores. <laughs> and that's hard. It's going to be hard because you love your kids and you love your, what you're doing. And you've always put yourself on the back burner. Yeah. So I just want to give you a warning about that because it, it's, it, I, I, I doubt that this will be a smooth up, like ramp up to perfection <laughs> for you. Uh-huh. But if you can start building up little wins and realizing that there are alternative paths and that you don't have to deal with the stomach aches and the bloating and the tight pants if you don't mm. want to, I think you can get there. Okay. It sounds worth a try. <laughs> Mad a girl. 
I'm rooting for you. Let me know how it goes, okay? Okay, thanks. Thanks, Mindy. Thanks for listening to The Foodist Podcast. I'm Daria Rose. And if you're interested in upgrading your own health style, learning how to get healthy and lose weight without dieting and without all of the suffering that it brings, then head over to my website, Summer Tomato, and sign up for my weekly newsletter. When you sign up, you'll get a free starter kit that'll teach you the basics of how to start changing the way you think about food, health, and weight loss. You'll also get a free chapter from my book, Foodist, called The Myth of Willpower that explains the science behind why the no pain, no gain mantra of the weight loss industry is the absolute worst approach to getting healthy. So come over to Summer Tomato and sign up. We have a fantastic community and we would love, love, love to have you. Thanks for listening and I will see you next time.